the there's always time for the drive-through deal because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast mcdonald's is faster start your morning at mcdonald's and enjoy one of our tasty bagel sandwiches for breakfast try the steak egg and cheese bagel or the sausage egg and cheese bagel order ahead on our app and pick it up curbside Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. So before we jump in to this week's episode, we thought it'd be a good idea uh, to, to address something that happened late last week uh, with, a, with, a, with the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. As we all are pretty aware, 2020 has been a, a like a historic and unprecedented year for just record-breaking things and terrible things. Um, And one of the most recent terrible things to happen is the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was seriously, I don't care what your politics are, for any woman out there, she was an icon. She was a feminist cultural icon, and she did so many unprecedented things that women had never done before. you know, our our hearts go out to her family. Our hearts go out to everyone who's affected by this death. We know that this is a really difficult time, and we just encourage you to take some time in prayer for her family, in prayer for the people who she was surrounded with, because we we know that they're feeling an incredible loss right now. Absolutely, and and just to close this out, you know, again, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on, doesn't matter who you plan on, you know, supporting in the next couple of weeks as we get closer and closer to this election. Um, but I do want to say, you know, that our, our hearts here, at the, the entire team here at, at You're My Best Friend and MultimediaMouth.com, you know, our hearts are with the Ginsburg family. But I also want to stress that uh, this upcoming election is going to be transformative. And if you haven't thought about voting, if you haven't thought about researching your uh, potential person that you plan on voting for, do it. Start start researching. Register to vote. Again, I don't care who you plan on voting for, but yeah. you need to vote. This is a very important election with now a Supreme Court seat op- like obviously open out there. This is the most important. And I know everyone says it, but this is going to be the most important election in a very long time. Yeah. So go Literally, ahead and vote. I just want to encourage, and especially the youth, like, I encourage you, research your options, do your own research. Don't listen to what biased media networks are telling you right now. More importantly, don't listen to your parents. Do your own research. Yeah, don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to your news network. Just do your own research and figure out what you believe for yourself. And uh, with that, let's head into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're my best friend. With two of my best friends, Maxia. So we're we're not gonna kiss them? I promise you. <laughs> Let me tell you this, dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, the industrious Moxie Ann and the amusing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And this week's episode 
It's gonna be a turn down right lane. What? It's gonna be a turn down the right lane. What is that? I don't know. It's a it's out of, it's out of left field. Why are we doing this? Something good. Go, go, go. Ah. Okay, so um ah <laughs> Okay, so uh, a while back uh, I saw this great post that my friend Mary shared. It is about a child who kept riding his bike on his neighbor's uh on his neighbor's what is it driveway. <laughs> on his neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> That is not a good thing. Yeah, he was actually a, a serial bike killer. Uh, um, no. Uh, so I saw this article from Motor. It's from Motorious, like M-O. And it's called Guy Catches Neighbor Kid Repeatedly Playing in His Driveway. And it's so adorable. I know this is a video, um, but you really should like look up this video because he had a camera pointed at his driveway. And he kept seeing this toddler um, like taking who was... Uh, on his bike, he kept seeing him take his little tiny, like, lime green bike onto his driveway and kind of uh, playing around with it while he and his mom were out for a walk. And so instead of freaking the heck out about it, this guy, he chalked out a racetrack on his driveway. And it's so cute. Like, they, he has the footage of the kid playing on it without, uh, without like, the first time he realized it was there. Um, he has the the footage of like what happened after it rains. So he's retraced this racetrack multiple times. It's so cute. And every time like the kid gets better at it and then there's videos of other people using it, like adults on bicycles, people running. It's really pure. It's really awesome. And it made me smile. So you guys should go check out this article from Motorious.com called Guy Catches Neighbor Kid. <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly playing in his driveway. It's pretty great. Ruben, are you there? Ruben? Ruben? Ruben! <laughs> Ruben! What? Why are you being quiet? That's all we got? Yeah, that's it. That was something good. Guy drawing a racetrack. It's adorable. Shut up. Somebody's something. I think somebody needs to bike on a racetrack. Not me. I think not me. I don't bike on anything. I don't even bike on a bike. I, well, once I did that once. What do you bike on then? I don't bike at all. <laughs> all right. So uh, that was something interesting. I don't understand how you don't think this is good. I just, I. And cute. Mm, mm. I if you are listening to this podcast and. If you're listening to this podcast and you like what I contribute in the form of something good and you want more of that, please 
message us on Facebook or on Instagram. Actually, Instagram's easier. DM us on Instagram or DM Ruben personally and spam him. If you spam me, I will block everybody. I will <laughs> I will delete my Instagram if I get spammed. Wow. Wow. Well, I, uh, you know, if you tuned into our live stream last week with uh, Larry Roberts, uh, you will have found out that I am super excited about our new and taco uh, t-shirt and sweatshirt lines because we got samples in the mail of our of our shirts and my brother thought it was the best thing he's ever seen. So I am super stoked about that. Moxie, why don't you tell people a little bit about our new t-shirt? So uh, it's not just t-shirts, everybody. We also have leggings because Ruben accidentally selected that (laughs) when he was going to the site to choose what we wanted. Um, And I just, I, it's really funny to me. So I love saying that. Uh, (laughs) Our t-shirts are about tacos. They are by tacos for tacos. I don't know what that means. Um, They're super soft. They fit really well. I usually run somewhere between a small and a medium. uh, And the medium is like true to size. So it's great. Um, Do t-shirts usually lie about their size? Yeah. Well, for women, they do. Women's uh, clothing sizes are like terrible they're just awful um but the medium is really great the sweatshirt is really great ruben has the hoodie and it's awesome i actually i like your hoodie more i know you've said that your girlfriend can steal your hoodie may i also steal your hoodie no No. well it was worth a shot but what you can do is go to tinyurl.com forward slash shop best friends and purchase your own for just a couple of bucks yours that's weird can i have brad's brad doesn't have a hoodie he has other hoodies but that's not what we're talking about just go buy our stuff (laughs) go and buy our stuff and while you're at it down in the description down below we have our amazon link if you wanted to help the show out by doing some of your amazon shopping by starting at our link please do so because it helps the show out we currently have like six bucks sitting in our amazon account because you you beautiful beautiful people you have purchased stuff using our amazon link and moxie just wants to sing a song to say thank you thank you thank you i that's not the song I wanted to sing. That's just kind of what was in my head. Um, thank you, Amazon. Thank you, best friends. Thank you, everybody, for supporting your best friends. Thank you. Thank you, Amazon. Do one more bar. <laughs> no. Do one more. Do one more. I'm nervous about what you're going to do. Do one more. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you, best friends. Thank you, everybody, for supporting our show. Thank you. Thank you for Amazon. No. Don't like that. <laughs> Hold on, let me do it one more time. No, I know don't that like Ruben... that. Nope. I know that. Don't like that. 
I know that Ruben didn't catch it. That is actually a direct ripoff of an Alanis Morissette song called Thank You, which is why it sounds terrible. Um, I love Alanis Morissette, but you know, her songs kind of have that effect. you to know okay, I'm happy for Brad. I oh. want nothing but the best for you both. A man of version, version of, me. of me. Is she pathetic? Like? Wait, perverted, not not pathetic. But I think pathetic <laughs> is the clean version. <laughs> like me. Is she pathetic <laughs> like me? <laughs> oh, I love that. With that. That's going to be a t shirt. <laughs> Oh my god! I, 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 listen, if you are a graphic designer out there and you can come up with a really cool uh, design for "Is She Pathetic Like Me," uh, we will put it up on a t-shirt. Uh, hey, we have a great guest coming up here in just a minute. We talk politics, we talk music, we talk social justice, we talk about racism and reparations, and and what it's like to be a black woman in America. I don't talk about it. By the way, she talks about that, not me. Yeah, because Moxie's not a woman. uh, Well, obviously. (laughs) All right, we'll be back (laughs) in... I gotta stop watching the political debates because I'm I'm really starting to pick up on all... Alright, Moxie, we're back from our quick commercial break. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Are you I am, ready? I am so excited. I am so ready for this. Uh, this is the first time that we're talking to this person ever in our life, uh, and I'm super excited. Uh, she has a new song out uh, called Gaps, and she's also like killing it on the TikToks and the Instagrams, and like super, super like uh, like empowering and like motivational and like a bunch of other stuff. And, and we're gonna talk about. Lots of stuff going on uh, in the world right now. Uh, please welcome to the podcast for the very first time ever, Miss <laughs> Ashley Nicole Emerson. Ashley, welcome. Hi. How's hey. it going? It's going well. It's nice to be here. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to I, be I here. I feel like we've been friends for a while. And I feel yeah, like, I feel like we've met before. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's like a deja vu moment. It really. is like a deja vu moment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it, it's like. Except there's there's like when I first when I picture it the first time there wasn't as many lights, and now there's yeah, a lot more true. lights. That's true, and there's like a, a thing behind her. Right, there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we tell people or should we just let it? We should tell people. Should. I've been here before, but I wasn't on my best behavior, and I said some things I shouldn't have, so we're re-recording. She cussed a lot. No, there no, we go. No, no. Be I mean, nice. <laughs> Uh, no, so welcome. I let, let's just let's let's get let's take sure. care of the business yeah. first. Yeah, because I feel like taking care of business. Okay, sorry. It's the first time in a long time <laughs> that it. she's sang on the podcast, and of course, the one time I don't have the audio track set up for the dollar in the jar track. You're so, welcome. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> Where's the jar? <laughs> it's a Venmo. Oh. It was there was a vase 
in, in like there our was. third episode. Okay. Right. And that's where it started. Yeah, but it smells like weird chocolate. Oh, yeah. I see. So it has like a basis in like physical reality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Unlike yeah. most things. <laughs> I know. At this point, it's like <laughs> the jar is now Venbo. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, coronavirus. Right. Virtual tip jar. <laughs> Virtual tip jar. We should put our Venmo in the in the bottom there. We should. Uh, so you have a new song out. Yes, I do. And uh, we're going to, you know, last time we did this, uh, yes. we had no no agenda. None. We just literally pushed record and started talking. But it was so fun. Uh, and then I realized like 60 minutes in yeah. that we hadn't talked about your music. So yeah. uh, I do want to talk about your music before we talk about anything else. So Gaps. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened mm-hmm. to it. It's an incredible song. Thank uh, you. And Tell us a little bit about it and and what inspired you behind, you know, behind the lyrics and all that fun jazz. Yeah. So actually it was based on an experience by a friend of a friend, a friend's experience. Um, Her husband passed away a few years ago um, from brain cancer and she had just jotted down some notes and commissioned the song and said, please write this. And she gave me a really flexible mandate um, for, you know, how she wanted it to be, which was honestly the only way, because when, um, if she was to have looked over my shoulder the whole time, not only do I think it wouldn't have gotten done, but it probably wouldn't have been as coherent. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it was, it was really, it was a real honor to be able to work on it. I'm really thankful I got to, and it was, it was a joy to release it, honestly, even though it was, it's a really serious topic. There's a lot of hope in that, in, in the song that she wanted to bring out. So that's what, that's what the song gaps is about. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, thank That's you. Really cool. Yeah. Now, was it was it difficult to to write somebody else's story? Right. Um. So I really like doing that. I've always really liked a lot of my songs from my early twenties, especially were just friends' experiences of unrequited love. You know, where they've liked someone for four years and <laughs> nothing came of it. You know, things like that. Um. Obviously, never any names and um. <laughs> Cause that would be terrible. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, at first it was difficult, but I found that I liked telling other people's stories. I think it really helped that she gave me her physical copies, like physical copies of the notes she took when she was processing and grieving. Um, so I had that, which was really helpful. Yeah. 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 That's really awesome. Yeah. So what kind of feedback have you gotten now that the song's out? Just that it's hopeful, which honestly, when I first wrote when you read the lyrics just without the music I think and this this kind of goes to um say how amazing my producer Pete White is um the lyrics themselves are actually pretty serious because you know it's you know it's saying does this count as praying by basically saying you know god you're gonna have to pick up the slack here Mm. um but because of the way the music swells towards the end you realize that it's it's within relationship with God that yeah. this questioning is happening, in which case there's always hope. So, um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised to find that people found it hopeful, especially at a time like this. So, yeah. 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 It's, 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 you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I lost, you know, my mom mm. a couple of years ago oh. and, um, you know, my, my concern was always, you know, my dad mm. been married to this woman for 32 years. Wow. You know, like she took care of like, all the logistics in our family, she took care of, you know, she right. was, you know, people would say, oh, she was the rock, you know, she, it, she wasn't Dwayne Johnson, but she was definitely the rock of our family. And <laughs> she's and pretty close. She's, she, actually, I think she's stronger than Dwayne Johnson for sure. Yeah. Uh, Duanye? You know. Huh? Duanye? Please don't insult him his that way. His name is Duanye. You have to use his full name. It's <laughs> Duanye the Rock Johnson. He's like one of the, <laughs> what did you just throw at me? You will, the world will never know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was in my hair. 
That's impressive. It literally stuck to you. It's because you have positive vibes. No, it was a bottle cap. It was a bottle cap? Oh, no. Uh, You know, so... Thank you. (laughs) I tried. So, uh, you know, so when, when she passed away, it was definitely one of those things where I'm thinking to myself, you know, that there's a huge gap here you know like yeah there's definitely something missing uh mm-hmm. so it's interesting to hear that like i wasn't the only one to kind of like think that and you know i wonder you know somebody who loses a spouse you mm. know someone who uh you know i don't i don't think anyone ever thinks that they're gonna outlive their spouse and i don't think anyone right i don't th- i don't really know anybody who who wants to outlive their spouse no you, know? you want to be the one to go first yeah you yeah. like selfishly in a sense no. you know yeah uh because you you want them to outlive you so it's an interesting take it's an interesting thing and i, I thank you for putting it out sure it's, yeah it's a really uh really touching song we'll play part of it at the end of the end of the interview if we cool. don't go f- you know 97 <laughs> minutes sure we'll uh, do our best <laughs> <laughs> hey do we have pull that microphone closer to you uh, oh we're, we're, we're having the same issue as we did like the whole thing just like oh the yeah, whole thing yeah cool okay Sweet that that should that should do better. If not, I have to boost this in, in post production. Okay, uh, which is fine. Everything's fine. I'll try uh, to use my diaphragm. <laughs> no, th- these micro those microphones in particular are, are, are really uh, sensitive. If you're not in the right spot. You could kind of hit and miss. So you're you're good now. I think. So. Okay. Yeah. No, no, it's it's good. Okay. We'll make it work. Okay. Okay. Cool. Great. People are like, why are we talking about microphones? Um. <laughs> so let's let's do this. Let's jump into signature question number one. Okay. Uh and. I, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to like the last signature questions and see how close you are to the same <laughs> see how it's different. Uh Moxie, let's jump into signature question numero uno. Alrighty. Signature question number one mm. is probably the easiest. As you know, this podcast is founded around a principle of life, friendship, and tacos. Yes. So we ask questions based on those, on those three topics. Mm-hmm. And the first one is probably the easiest. It's <laughs> definitely the least divisive. I think that Perfect. Uh, just kind of brings people together. Um, what is, out of all the places you've been, all of the things you've eaten, what mm-hmm. is your favorite taco? Okay. My favorite taco ever. Well, if I could have any taco, and I think we discussed this last time, if I wasn't allergic to gluten, I would have a fried shrimp, ta- like a breaded fried shrimp mm. taco, crispy, like on the Balboa dock or something. And it, the, the location is also important. So <laughs> interesting. Okay. So what's important about the location? Okay. So have you been to Balboa? Like the, where you take the ferry over and there's a Ferris wheel. I did not know Rocky had a place called. Named oh, after. well, yeah, he does now. <laughs> I can't, I'm not good enough to go on with that, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so you, you can take like a ferry over. I actually don't know if there's a taco place over there, but as I was talking about the shrimp taco, I feel like there is a taco place. There, there. probably is. I think so. There probably is. But as I was talking about it, I realized it would be so nice to eat a breaded shrimp, breaded fried shrimp taco on Balboa Island. And that's, that's why I said that. That sounds interesting. I, I, I think uh, the location's the interesting part about it. Because mm. I would think that you'd go down to San Diego. Oh, no. I never really I never really hung out in San Diego. Yeah. I've never really spent a lot of time down there. What are you doing after this? We'll drive down there. Some good tacos. <laughs> um, I'm tapping out. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> y'all so y'all are lame. Maybe, but we are going to sleep well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what is what is sleep? Uh, so sleep I, faster. 
<laughs> you know, I saw there was this pastor that I, I used to uh, used to follow, mm. and uh, there's there's one time, like just. <laughs> I, well, just I, I said I said faster. You said pastor because it rhymes. No, no. So it was the perfect transition. I'm just laughing because you talked about how he was following someone. Was this like a stalking thing <laughs> oh. or? <laughs> See, no, no. You like said, a Jesus and disciple thing. Uh, you said it was more like that, but you said sleep faster, so it right. triggered this. Yeah moment in a, in a, in a, in a sermon of his, <laughs> I forgot what he was talking about. And he said something that was supposed to like, uh, like get a reaction from, from the congregation. And oh it was gosh. like, you know, he said it and then there was yeah. silence. It was like dead silence. And he goes, oh, he goes, you guys need to listen faster. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> okay. Along those same lines, totally random. Have you guys watched the latest, um, what is it? It's Avengers Endgame. No. Or Infinity War? No. Okay. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's I'm okay. sorry. I'm not cold. No judgment. Just this will not land as well. But people who listen to your podcast will probably know what I'm talking about. No. There's nothing more <laughs> awkward <laughs> than when the movie makers put a pause after something a character says because they're anticipating a laugh. Like it's hilarious <gasps> the night of, but oh. then you go home and you watch it and you're like, it's like the cringiest oh. three seconds yes. because they're just like, the characters just stand there and they realize, oh, I'm supposed to laugh right now. Thanks for letting <laughs> me know. Well, it's, it's different when you're with a group, like in, of course. in a group because like you're taking social cues off everyone else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, hearing other people laugh is, is also will trigger right. the funny, you know? But yeah. seemingly if you ever go and watch uh, like a like a stand up special being filmed, yeah. Like in person, it's hilarious, and then you you go and you watch yeah. the stand up special, and you're just like, that joke didn't land on camera as well as it did in person. <laughs> you know, Dave Chappelle always lands. Yes. Yeah, dude, dude. He's dude. <laughs> I watched. I watched. I watched his last stand up special on Netflix. Where he Maybe was talking about like abortion and stuff, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm like, or is it? Wait, wait, am I thinking about someone else? No, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. He, Which what color is he wearing? Because I, I, the last one I saw was the green jumpsuit. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay, uh, I guess that's yeah. I, I not think, a thing. Yeah, I think it might have been the same one, but he was talking about all this different stuff, and he, he went into like abortion and all this uh -huh, crazy stuff. Uh -huh. I remember that. I think I saw that. And one. I'm sitting here and I'm just like, dude, as like a like a pro life conservative, yeah, like I still find this hilarious, and I don't usually find abortion <laughs> jokes funny, you know, right, right, you know, like he's like, too good. It, it was just it was just one of those things where you're like, and I'm not somebody who sits here and like, oh, uh, you know, if you don't line up with my political beliefs, I'm not going to support you. I'm not right, going to follow you, right, whatever. Right. It's it's literally like a like it's just, there's not really much entertainment in talking about killing babies. Right. You know? Right. And so, but whatever he said, the way he said it, I'm like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. Like yeah. the way he said it, the way he worded it, that's sure. funny. I love Dave Chappelle. He's and I, hysterical. And I love how he, he literally will sit there and he'll be like, all right, this is for the conservatives. You know, screw you, and this is for the liberals. Screw, screw you. you. This is for everyone else. Screw, <laughs> screw you. you. <laughs> I think the the one that had me, I was in tears. Was um the Jesse Smollett one? Oh yes. Oh my god. He was like, perhaps you've heard of this man, Ju Juicy Smollett. <laughs> I lost it. I just, oh my gosh. And it was such a great way. It was such a such a monument to that that whole period of time where it, it was just so crazy what, yeah. what happened there. So My, he's hysterical. That whole thing was so insane. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we should jump into that, but we don't have to, I, I do want to just say this. Yes. Uh, it's, it's hilarious to me mm -hmm. and this might get cut out. Uh, it's hilarious <laughs> to me that in Chicago, there's so much hate crime Ugh. that you have to make up 
your own hate crime. I know. I <laughs> you know, know. Like, just go outside. Like, I know. Like, but it's just not the same unless they're in MAGA hats. Right? Like, 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 have the same ring to it. <laughs> like Trump supporters and Donald Trump is such a racist that a black, a wealthy black man has to go out in the streets of Chicago yeah. and fake a hate crime. Yeah. That's how racist this <laughs> president is. That's how bad is. this country is. You had to go make up one. The economy is so bad for black people <laughs> that, no, that, that, Jesse Smollett had to go and hire two black people <laughs> in MAGA hats to fake hey, a hate crime. Oh jobs. my gosh. And the <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, it's a side gig. It's a side gig. Hoax criming, hoax criming. Um, no, what do you I, do on the side? Oh, I'm an actor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yikes. On your resume, I act at 2 a.m. in 14 degree weather. No, but I thought, I thought that the way Dave Chappelle described that, how he said the reason we were silent because we knew he was lying. Like, yeah. It was so obvious. I felt that from the beginning. I was like, there's no way this is true. How is everybody jumping on this? And it was just, I think it had a lot to do with like fear, you know, yeah. not wanting to be, you know, wanting to make a, dis- a snapped judgment in 30 seconds. Well, jump you know. forward two years yeah. or a year later, whatever it's been. And now we're being told that, you know, silence is compliance. Silence is violence. Like oh, if, silence like, is like, violence. Like if you don't and say- violence is nothing. But, so, but <laughs> Violence yeah. is fine. No, but, here, but here's the thing. <laughs> If if you go back six months ago, yeah, people were saying speech was violence, mm. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, which one is it? Is it speech or is it or is silence violence? Like well, which just, one? Which like and 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 to be honest, mm-hmm. there's only one thing that's violent, and that's violence. violence. Yeah, well, of course, but they they're always moving the marker further yeah. and further until you uh, your opinion no longer exists. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like now it's like it's not okay. <laughs> to not be racist, you have to be anti-racist. Right, exactly. So now it's not hate speech, it's hate silence. Sorry. Hate silence. Hate silence. Yeah. One of the one of Forced our previous speech. One of our previous guests that we had on, uh, he talks about how everybody has such thin skin now. Mm. He he wrote a book called You Are the Rockstar. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Um, but in the book he starts talking about how everybody has such thin skin and he's like it's like a piece of wet toilet paper that (laughs) is such a great description very very visceral uh yes (laughs) but honestly but it's true it's true that what's what's the phrasing that you use uh that makes me uncomfy 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 yeah anyway no but that's a that's a good description for the world we now live in but the irony is like you have thin skin and because you have thin skin you can go and actually attack people yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's almost like <laughs> our... Uh... No, it makes perfect sense. Y- you seem confused, Ruben. I, it's just... It's just <laughs> I, no, no, no. I don't... <laughs> I don't like... I don't that. like... What, nope. Don't like that. Uh, I just... I, I don't like what... Like, the, the conservatives have their, their flaws, obviously. You know, like... Everyone has their flaws. Of course. I'm perfect. Uh, nope. Don't <laughs> like that. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, you nope. Know, don't like that. I'm a perfect human being. Mm. And uh, <laughs> like, like there's, there's been two perfect people in this world. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and, and Ruben J. And you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that's heresy. Mm. <laughs> 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 I'm can not we, a theologian, but can we soundbite that? <laughs> I think that's heresy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead. And anyway, uh, so I, you know, I just I don't like where where 
Like the right, again, like I said, the right has its flaws, but it just seems like the left has just become so, mm. pardon my language, but ass backward. Mm. Like, like the things that they used to stand against, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're now actively partic- participating in. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just so crazy because it's like, it used to be that people shouldn't be judged by the color of their skin. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it should be good by, old days. Yeah, it should be about the, their their merits. You yeah. know, the the whole Dr. King, you know, uh, theology there of of you know yeah. not being judged by your skin. And now it's like, yeah, skin color doesn't matter unless you're white. Because if you're white, right. then you know you're you're evil. You have more work to do as far as being sinless. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. like interesting. It's it's just a crazy world, and I just I love you know. I love having conversations with, with people on the left because it's always, uh, it's never drafted in like, here's evidence for what I believe in. Mm. It's just like, I feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. that does have a place. Like, it does. Your feelings are valid. I did, Absolutely. I went through uh, about six months of couples counseling a while back. Mm. And one of the things that our counselor really had to uh, express and and to me is that your feelings are very valid. Like you don't, when somebody tells you how they feel, Mm -hmm. you don't get to like, you have to listen. You don't get to explain to them why that is not so. And and then just completely invalidate like them and their emotions and who they are because your emotions are a part of you. But I think that the issue we're running into now is that people's emotions are defining them Mm. and people are defined by their emotions. They're defined by their fear. Mm -hmm. See, but here's kind of one of the, like you and I got in a, in a spat, not a spat, but we had a long conversation last time we did a (laughs) big recording situation. And, uh, you know, like you, you said that to me, like, like just because, you know, I forgot what the phrasing was, but you said something similar to that, where it's like, you, I can't unvalidate your feelings, mm-hmm. but I also am a firm believer of like your feelings. Like you can be offended and you can have, you know, thoughts and have an opinion and mm-hmm. feelings, but if they're not routed in fact and truth, mm-hmm. then then it doesn't really matter how you feel, you know? Like just because you're offended by something uh, doesn't mean that you have any like, basis to be offended like just because you 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 took something one way like if if this is what i met what i meant and you took it this way like mm-hmm. it's not my fault you got offended right well i don't think it's necessarily about placing blame i think i think it also depends on the context so if you're in a relationship with someone and you disagree with them politically you know they're Feelings do matter if you want to preserve the relationship. If it's, you know, a random person online who could be lying about how they feel and are just trying to manipulate you, I think it's perfectly fine to just say what you think, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think it depends on the context. And, of course, human human feelings always matter because, you know, they're you're a person, but they don't always, like in that, you yeah. know, anonymous online example, have to be taken as seriously. I think that is a really good point. I think that... Um, what we've been saying is very valid. Yeah. And it Thank should you. be on a case-by-case basis. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. if you really care about someone and their feelings, mm-hmm. then you should be willing to preserve, like, to go the extra mile for your friend because you care about them right. and to preserve their feelings. Right. That doesn't necessarily... That does not and should not be extended to everyone in the world. No. Because the <laughs> reality is, yeah, the reality is like we choose our friends very wisely. Right. We are very uh, discerning. You hopefully. do? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? No, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, I think that's so true. And we talked about this last time, and I think that this can be said again without going crazy. um, Let's get crazy. Let's do (laughs) it. Let's get crazy. Let me take my watch off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 2 a.m. rolls around. Um, No, but the idea that we keep keep loaning out our self-worth to people we don't know, and, Mm. and there's this bizarre culture online of prove to me that you're not what um that you're not just not racist but you're also anti-racist mm-hmm. you know yeah. and and people are demanding proof of things and demanding things and every and the tendency is to say oh don't worry you know i'll explain everything to you i'll say things the way you want me to and it's and it's made me realize like we're this is super this is super unnatural you know yeah. this isn't the way we're supposed to be it's supposed to be for the most part throughout history you have your family you have a small group of friends you all help each other survive and live and you really invest in each other's lives and everyone else kind of passes through and that's it and and now we just have access to thousands of people and so we keep there's there's this thing that I've seen where people apologize to those who don't really care about them. <laughs> and it's like, they, they don't deserve that kind of power in your life. I'm right. sorry. They're exactly. just, they're yeah. just, who knows where they are. They could be a bot yeah. <laughs> or, or just slightly above one where they just troll, you yeah. know, there's <laughs> so. a, uh, recently. So my university published an op-ed piece recently. Uh-huh. Um, I need to find out, uh, I need to find what it's called. Um, but essentially it was written by this 19 year old student mm-hmm. who, uh, wanted to like write her opinion about what's going on in our world. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's opinion, our nation's very soul. They published it this, uh, on Wednesday, August 19th Ooh. and they posted about it and she's a, she's a conservative. It okay. looks like she's a conservative and she states her opinion mm-hmm. and they posted that on their social media. And I went and looked and the Ugh. comments are just like going insane. They can't handle it. I know. And one of the people who was, uh, there were people, you know, defending their side questioning her there was one person who took to the comment section to write a detailed response to every sentence that she put in that article and then she went on and tried to respond to him and said hey i've been trying to dm you so we can have a conversation about this and you're blocking me and he was like oh yeah i don't want to have a private conversation with you like if you have something to say you can say it in public and she was like i don't believe that like real rational um Mm. not thoughtful but like reasonable discussions yeah. happen in a comment section. It, they don't. Have you, have you, I mean, how often do you see a reasoned conversation occur in comment sections? Everyone wants to do the one-two punch. Yeah, exactly. And like knock you out the KO. Even in a situation like this, you know, mm-hmm. we, we are all civilized people, but I guarantee you, <laughs> I, gu- <laughs> I guarantee you that if we have this conversation on certain news networks, oh, yeah. you know, like it's not going to be, oh, let's actually sit down and have a rational conversation. It's going right. to be, you know, here, here's a knock, like you said, a one, two punch, you know, it's like that, that's not, that's not how these, these things happen. So, you know, if you are somebody who's like out there, by the way, just FYI, Ben Shapiro, who's one of the best, you know, debaters in the world, uh, you know, he said this recently on his podcast, he's like, if you really want to try to change people's opinions, invite them over for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Invite them out for a Wise drink. words. Yeah. You know, like have like have a in-person conversation mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Set the ground rules. Mm-hmm. Like here's the thing. You also have to agree on terms, you know, because True. like I might come, you know, the, the what is racist has changed 27 times in the last week alone. Yeah, that's true. There's, you know? a, there's, a, comedian. <laughs> there's a comedian, uh, Patton <laughs> Oswalt. He mm, does a lot familiar. of uh, voiceover acting as well. He voiced uh, Remy the Rat in Ratatouille. 
Okay. Um, he does stand-up comedy as well. And he has this, uh, this bit that he does about, um, political correctness he did this years ago too really it's not recent prescient. but he and yeah. he's you know the guy is like lives in west hollywood like yeah. he's liberal he is it, everything but he has a bit where he's like <laughs> he i'm everything. trying like yeah you can't tell me like he goes off on these young mm-hmm. people who get annoyed at rupaul for saying the word tranny and he's like you can't <laughs> say that rupaul is being insensitive <laughs> and he's like just mm. give me some slack like yeah. i support you i'm trying yeah. but when you put so much emphasis on language yeah. right now it's like the it should be the heart of how you feel and mm-hmm. what you actually support and not your words because right. words can be flowery. Words can be yeah. very, yeah. Oh, people can totally deceive you. Look, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I'm looking at Ruben. No, but words can be, yeah, you can, I've, I've seen, I think we've seen in politics, people who toe the line verbally and then policy wise do the exact opposite. Mm. And then people who, who do the right policy, who, push the right policies but are just a mess when it comes to the way they speak and their personality yeah are we talking about someone in, in particular <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean trump is a huge example but i feel like we don't we can't say, we can't say that word on the on the air i'm sorry we're gonna get canceled okay that's fine it's a bad word okay so you are joking <laughs> i mean i'll just take you at your word initially um so no but i feel like i feel like tr- i mean you probably can't put this out there but um but um but i feel like that's a great example is trump i still have difficulty watching his speeches like i I just don't enjoy it i don't want to sit there and try to comb through for gold for two hours you know of him repeating himself i'm just not into it but i will vote for him on policy every time because his policies have helped not just minorities but the whole country whereas you look at biden and kamala 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 I don't know. It's racist anyway. Harris. <laughs> when you were, when you look at Biden and Harris, um, the Biden Harris ticket, that's safe. They say everything they're supposed to say, but when you look at their po- policy history, it's it's kind of a mess, you know. Um, pretty yeah. recently too. One of so. the uh, one of the biggest campaign. Uh, things that Trump has been putting forward is, mm. you know, Biden's been in politics for like decades. Is it like now. 40 years or something? Yeah. 42, it's, a, it's a couple of decades. Yeah. And it's bad. he's putting <laughs> forth that like, you know, in four years in office, he's managed to do all of the things, a lot of the things that he said he was going to do. Yeah. Whereas a campaign, you know, a, yeah. and there are career <laughs> politicians who mm. live their entire lives, not doing anything, not doing anything. Yeah. Or what they're doing isn't, isn't in line with what they said they would do. Cause I yes. think they're doing something. I just don't think it's what they said they were going to yeah, do. Well, yeah. the best thing is, yeah. is, is literally all of a sudden, 40 years later, mm-hmm. Joe Biden's like, listen, I have a plan. I'm going to fix I'm going to fix everything Trump did bad. And like Trump's like Trump's like, "Bro, I just got here and I've done more than you've done in 40 years." Yeah. You know? And I'm I'm uh, glad that he I'm glad that he says that. Like we we've I've had enough of conservative politicians being not gentlemen but being soft. I'm glad that he's kind of like, "Um, you have no idea what you're talking about." Or however he says it is, that, you know. You know, and it's refreshing. I feel I don't uh, I don't agree with everything that he's done. I don't agree with a lot of things that he's done. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and who he is. 
but uh-huh. <laughs> but I there is a part of me having a grandfather from New York that sees right. his manner and actually mm-hmm. doesn't mind it because yeah. that's kind of the way my grandpa is. Like sure. you say what you mean and, and you it. stand behind it and yeah. you're very abrasive and loud and right. that's like my entire family. Right. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, that sounds like a good place to test your ideas and become yeah. and have a thicker skin. It's thicker than wet toilet paper. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think one of the things that uh, has hurt this generation is um, you know this entire concept of uh, participation trophies <laughs> and mm-hmm. everyone's special and you're a little snowflake and you know you're wonderful and like there's a lot of that that's <laughs> that's true like yeah everyone is is like everyone is wonderful in their own way and everyone is unique mm-hmm. but not not everyone deserves a trophy yeah. right you know sure. like and everyone I, deserves a trophy for something no mm. I think that no. No, I think... Wait, I let think her finish. I want to hear her. That, I think that's... At, at any point in anyone's life, there's going to be a moment of triumph, uh-huh. of success, mm. of something. Sure. I think that by giving everyone a trophy for the same things, you're mm. actually devaluing the person. Interesting. By saying like... Kind of like best friends? Uh, no. By saying like, <laughs> this is the... Oh, okay. This is the thing that you're good at. This mm. is all you're going to be good at. Mm. So we're just going to give you this for trying that's an interesting concept though because i think that's i think that's right yeah when you give when you basically say that because these are the only areas we can give trophies for yeah yeah you're forced to give everyone trophies because it's like well where else are they gonna do it yeah you know but what at I mean? the same time it's like no it, not in a good way i'm just i'm yeah. saying they're like shrinking the areas in which people can succeed but yeah. but, but if you're gonna like if you're literally gonna give you know, if you're going to create uh, awards for every child mm-hmm. based off of what they're good at, mm-hmm. uh, like okay, so well, like, like like hold on, let me finish. And and okay. and like fourth grade, I won an award called the Curiosity Award. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because I asked a lot of questions. Mm. That's cool. And you know that, that led, continues today. That, yeah, that led to the career <laughs> that I chose. But you know, even then, I'm like, this literally means nothing. Because it's an award they created mm-hmm. for kids to feel accepted. And so every kid could have their moment on stage. Sure, And not sure. every kid is supposed to be on stage. Right. You know? that, that's what, I think that's what she's saying. It's like yeah. you don't – it shrinks the the area of possibilities of success by saying, well, I guess we're just going to have to give everyone a trophy. Like, because what if you were – because just, you just said not every kid has to be on stage, but maybe some kids like to be backstage and like to do those things. Yeah. But they don't give out awards for that. And so in that way they're shrinking – they're actually shrinking the area of success yeah. Yeah, to see, a smaller scale. I think there should be different – like not everybody should get a trophy. Some people should sure. get a trophy. Some Wait, you just said get that every cer- kid should get a trophy. Well, no, no, no. What I said is every kid deserves recognition for an area of success. Everybody's no, going to get a, said, a trophy for something at some point. Everybody's trophy a worthy. Metaphorical trophy, right? For I'm something. Not, yeah, I'm not saying like an actual trophy. Some kids get a speech. Some kids get a trophy. Sure. Some kids get a certificate. Some kids get like oh, voted best of you know, oh, yeah. voted most likely to succeed or most likely something to be like on that. a TV mm-hmm. show or mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's gonna have that moment, right? And she's she's not saying like for mediocrity. I think See, you're mixing I, it up. No, I think she mis, misspoke originally because because what she said originally was every kid deserves a trophy for something in their lives. She didn't say every kid in fourth grade deserves a trophy Thank for you. what yes. they do That's in fourth grade. There's a difference. I don't like when so, you have allies. <laughs> allies. 
Well, we're going to go back and pass words. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I get I get what you're. I, obviously, I don't think yeah. that trophies should be given out for mediocrity. But I do think that if every person is allowed to blossom in their in their lives and is given the freedom to blossom, that event that they do have it within themselves to do something extraordinary. Yeah. I do. I do think that. Yeah. So my my point going going yes. back to the original point was to fourth, yeah the fourth you grade. know yeah. is is you know if somebody as an example uh there's this thing i forget what they used to call it was it field day field trip day? <laughs> no no like, oh, no, you, you're homeschooled you don't know about no, this no no yeah. no i've heard about this <laughs> I was though never. um uh, <laughs> in, in public school the last like the last week of school all they do is like these like olympic games. style games oh and so i think it was called field day i don't think they do that anymore Pro- well current not currently but oh. uh and I think now it's just all like on the iPads. Now it's just like video games. No, I, I guess I mean as a policy, I don't know if they do that anymore. To oh, be honest, I don't, I don't know. But anyways, go on. I, sorry, this was sorry. like twenty five years ago. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. But like, I literally like I signed up for whatever I signed up for, and I remember the one in particular was like the frisbee toss, and mm. I went and I was good at frisbee, but I. I failed miserably and mm. i was so mad i i had like a good form and then when i threw the frisbee yeah i didn't let go yep. soon enough that's and the thing yeah. went sideways and <gasps> I, think it, I think it hit a kid in the face oh no uh, and they handed me a participation trophy oh. and i was literally yeah, like, no, i was so i was so i was so i was so pissed off at myself for sc- no for screwing up oh okay first and foremost and then i'm like i knew that i was in last place because right. i didn't even like cross like like it literally hit a kid in the face. Uh, like I should have been suspended. Um, or 10 points. 10 points from Griffin for hitting it. And so you know, when you're driving. Oh. You know, yeah. And so Thank you. you're with me. Sorry. And so yeah, when they sorry. handed me this participation trophy, uh-huh. I knew it was worthless. You knew it was worthless because I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, don't like as a, and this is a kid. I'm like, don't yeah. pay, like, I literally threw it away. So I'm like, I don't want to be recognized yeah. for failing. No, I know? think that that's a great point too. I think that's also a really strange way to, I hate using this word because it's overused, gaslight kids. Because mm. your experience was, I didn't do something well, and that, but then the result was something that's completely disconnected yeah. from real yeah. life. Like yeah. that doesn't happen at work. Yeah, in see, real life. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, yeah. If you screw it's, up, you get written up. You get yeah, let go. Yeah. You know, you can you lose get a hours. Or whatever. at the least. You know, yeah. I like I, I would have been much better, better off, off. I think if someone, if a teacher would have pulled me aside and said, "Hey, listen, buddy, you didn't do that well. Next time, here's the better form." Right. Or, or like, the, yeah. but instead of like, "Oh, you did such a great job. Like, think at least yeah. you tried." Yeah. Like, I'm like, and, and I don't know. Well, it's this idea that recognition equals flourishing mm, like not interesting like we've taken as a society as educators as leaders we've taken the easy way out hmm. instead of actually investing and taking the time to like recognize somebody for who they are and investing in somebody's actual characteristics that they are Mm-hmm. thriving right we've taken the easy way and said oh okay when we recognize someone for their achievement that means they do better and right. that's not what that means necessarily no it creates a false sense of security totally you know totally. like yeah. if, if and not only a false sense of security it, it takes away the idea that failing helps you oh it's so good because i mean one of the things that you learn throughout life is when you fail at something you get better at it and not just that but if but that you can survive failure yeah so now when people when i exited college i i mean how do you it's it's so scary it's like the whole world is full of seemingly of potential failures and then you make safe decisions that end up leading to misery (laughs) 
Sorry, that was very dramatic. That was amazing. First, I'm writing the, that down. That was, that was a Kamala style laugh, by the way. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ruined my week. Anyways, oh, no, I'm kidding. You did not ruin my week. No, but but it but it's true. Like if you if you don't learn at a start learning at an early age that you can fail and get back up when you exit college you have or you know university you have this muscle that's completely unused and mm -hmm. I remember the first job I took out of college was completely out of fear because I was like I don't know if I can do anything else yeah. even though I had I had a an ostensible or an arguably better opportunity at this tea company it's just kind of a side an aside um I they wanted to give me an internship to write mm -hmm. content for their so their burgeoning their starting off social media platform and it was like right at, not at the beginning of Instagram but right when Instagram was really starting to explode mm. and I didn't take it because it was an internship and I took this other job that I was really bad at because it paid more mm. and it was because I didn't think I could I could succeed yeah or fail and succeed after. so but at the same time yes you know with that being said uh you know the participation trophies definitely helped this generation who is extremely mm. vocal be, a, be be offended by everything and think that mm. their opinion matters more than someone else's <laughs> Um, yeah, very helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, so I was a terrible student <laughs> in school. I just, I really was. I mean, mm -hmm. she, she reads all my pre-edited stuff that I release. That's great. And she knows I have no grammar skills. Real bad. <laughs> um, I, I at least get there, there, and there, right? Occasionally. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and I, I'm able to occasionally correct people on your and your. Ah. Uh, so, but I always had this thing where like, it, it struck out to me, like I was probably a D average student. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I barely graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Like I told the story before, like my last class that I needed to graduate was algebra one mm -hmm. in high school. Uh -huh. That was at my high school was split into two years and I turned it into a four year program. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's reasons for it, but, and I'm not going to dive into The way into, you said that was uh, funny though. You no, know, it's, it's true. Like, yeah. like they, they did this thing called algebra foundations Okay. and they took algebra one, they split it into two years. For the, for the record, I was terrible at math too, but yeah. anyways. <laughs> I was terrible. I was terrible at literally everything. Sure. Um, and so I failed miserably the first year. Okay. And the second year I barely passed. Uh-huh. And then I had to take the, so that was, but that was the first year mm -hmm. I did the second time. Mm -hmm. And then my junior year, I took the second part for the first time. And I passed the first one barely and then miserably failed the second semester. Okay. And so my counselor was like, yeah, see, you have to do the second semester over again. But because it's the second semester, you have to do the first semester over again, too, because we're not going to let you start the second semester of, of that because you're going to forget everything. through. Yeah. Which is, the pro which is why I failed the first year. Oh, and so they're like, I so see. you have to do this again. But the good thing is you're going to have a half a year of math credit, you know, that you don't have to do in your senior year. Okay. Anyway. I literally remember going into my, my senior year, this last portion of the class, mm -hmm. um, I had a tutor because I knew I needed to pass this class. Mm -hmm. I took the final home. I had mm -hmm. like a 60%. Okay. And uh, the teacher let me take my final home. Mm -hmm. I worked with it. I worked on it with my tutor. Okay. And I still failed it. Okay. And my final grade was like 57%. Okay. And I needed like 59.9 or whatever. Sure. And so he looks here, he goes, you know, Ruben? Uh, you didn't pass this one. Mm. And I go, I'm like, I'm like, look at him, like, what can we do? And he goes, <laughs> you turned in the extra credit, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, that was a 58.9 sound. And I looked at him like. Amazing. I'm like, it sounds good if it's passing. He's like, 
you need a 58.7 to pass. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, okay, thank God. Oh, and, that's And I good. literally barely passed. But the right. reason why I'm saying this was- It's a uh, good story. All th- yeah, it's a great story. But all throughout my, my education, like whenever I did succeed mm-hmm. or what was considered a success, like a B minus or B plus mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. was like the best I ever did. Um, I take that home and be like, hey mom, look, I got a, I got a B minus. And she goes, mm-hmm. oh, should have been a B plus, you know? Uh, and so I never got that like reassuring- like sure. the reassuring side of it, like, oh, you did succeed. Yeah. You did something good. You did better than the last time. Isn't that interesting? You know? And so there's, there's these extremes yeah. where, where like, if you get overpraised, right. you become this like, <laughs> you know, overconfident person who has, you know, thin skin. thin skin. And if you don't get praised enough when you do something well, uh-huh. you know, you either are always striving for this perfection that never comes, sure. you know, or you don't actually have the confidence to take the risks, right. you know, because you, you don't think that going into your boss's office to ask for a dollar raise is going to pay off because right. you don't think you ever did the job good enough. Right. I, I don't see. know what I'm saying anymore. No, I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, there's definitely problems on both sides. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Which there is why was, moderation. Yeah. I remember uh, at one point my best friend in college um, and my roommate, she commented on, she said, I love how you give people honest compliments. And I was like, mm. what, what do you mean? And she was like, well, sometimes I'll ask you like, do I, do I, you know, does this dress make me look fat or how, how's my <laughs> outfit or how's my makeup? And mm-hmm. you'll look and go, Hmm, let's fix this one thing. Okay. Now you look great. <laughs> oh, that's that. See, that's constructive. That's helpful. Like a constructive. Yeah, as opposed to just of, saying yeah. the easy thing of, yeah, you look fabulous. Oh, you look so beautiful. Which, yeah. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't help anybody. That's not helpful. If there's an issue. So, yeah. anyways. I'm just dramatized of, of, of a woman asking me if she looks fat in something because um, there's never a right answer from a man. Right. That is true. Like, e- even if I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, you look good, but let's change this. It would have been something. Oh, of course. No, but I've heard, I've heard that the way to, to deal with, maybe I'm giving away the secrets, but if there's, no, please, please, hold on, let me, let me start taking notes. Well, not just for, not just for men, but also for women. If somebody is wearing something or like, if you cannot, if you literally cannot find anything nice to say about someone's ensemble, I say ensemble because it goes for men and women, um, (laughs) then you just say, are those new? And the enthusiasm makes up for it. No. Are it those works. new? We wore this on our first date. Well, or you get what I'm saying? It's like, oh my gosh, did you just get that? Where did you get that? And then the enthusiasm takes care of it. See, I oh. feel like, again, if a woman asks me if she looks fat in something and I go, oh my God, that looks incredible. Well, Where did you get that? It's she's not gonna, in response she's gonna, to like, a She's going to cancel the date because she's going to think I'm gay. Well, it's... Just it's not in response to that question, oh, gotcha. but it is a way to jump the issue, like to gotcha. get on top of it. The correct answer- That is actually great. The correct answer is to, to I think out of friends uh, said not to not to look at them and just answer, do I look fat in that? Nope. Like don't even let him finish the sentence. That was Ross's advice to Chandler. Interesting. I, if I look fat in something, I want to be told. Cause I don't want to go so, out okay, like speaking, to know. Speaking of which, um, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> hey, let's let's jump into signature question number oh, two. Yeah, we've we've done this one. again. We've done it again. Uh, okay, we're at we'll forty-four stay on, minutes. We'll and, uh, stay on topic. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Signature question number two. If yes. you had a life quote, what a would it be? Quote. Oh yes. So the lyrics of outro of M eighty three's outro, I would say, are my favorite quote lyric. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, the line is, as the king of my own land, tempests of dust, I will fight until the end. 
creatures of my dreams, raise up and dance with me mm-hmm. now and forever. I'm your king, which I really like just because he's t- it kind of touches on the power of the mind and how in, in a sense the the world around you is affected by your own thoughts it's like if you become the king of your thoughts if you take your mind under control you can affect your your reality and your world around and the world around you so i really like those lyrics i'm also just a musician so and there's there's power to that there really is um and and i think that when people realize that you know the mind is a powerful tool Mm -hmm. um but if you can learn to control it yeah. You can really change the outcome. And I've always told people this, uh, you know, I think I think what I said last time was, you know, that whole saying of if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the minute you realize and, and you make that fundamental shift in your mind mm-hmm. that, you know, showing up is half the battle. Mm-hmm. You it know? is. Like, it really is. Like you, like, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Wow. <laughs> I totally messed it up. We know. <laughs> What's his name? Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, Michael yes. Scott. Um, you know, <laughs> but like how many times have I, you know, gone on a job or thought, you know, woken up to on a day of a, of a, of a job interview and then decided, you know what? I don't feel like I'm gonna get this job. So I'm just not going to go. Right. You know, Interesting. or, you know, how many girls did I not ask out just cause mm-hmm. I, you know, knew that they were going to reject me. Right. You know, yeah. That's and a good point. to find out, you know, that, some girls will actually will give you your phone number if you ask them for it. Um, and then other ones you say, hey, nice hair. And they go, not interested. Uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Always in that voice. That Exa- is, that's yeah. exactly how they sound. No. <laughs> that, that is one thing that I've taken to heart as I embark on a, this sounds dumb, as I try to get more in shape. Like, sure, it's hard for me to just get to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I found mm-hmm. that when I started to make my task for the day not I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do a half hour here and w- lift this much weight and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like I just made my battle to get to the gym. Yes. And then I found that once I got there, uh-huh. it made it a lot easier to yes. just do what I could. Oh my gosh. This is something I've been thinking about a lot, how I get overwhelmed when I look at the entire project and the best way to deal with project or goal overwhelm is to just make the next step the goal. So like- <sighs> For, you know, it could even be parsed down to, I'm just going to get into my workout clothes. And then once you're in your workout clothes, just yeah. say, I'm going to put on my tennis shoes. And then after that, I'm going to go out the door. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can make yeah. it really simple. Because I have a tendency to get overwhelmed and to think there's a million steps between here and there. And sometimes there really are a lot of steps yeah. um, between where well, where I am and where I would like to be. There's but simplifying it helps there's a song from frozen called the next right thing and i actually really like that song. really is it frozen 2 frozen 2 okay, sorry not yeah. as, no that's fine i'm not as familiar with frozen 2 i've only seen it once i'm not either i, <laughs> I like how like you automatically were like i don't think that's frozen i think that's frozen 2 <laughs> well no no i didn't mean that well, the only reason i said that is because i don't know frozen 2 I very well really, that's how i knew yeah i it's like one of the last songs on the soundtrack. I have only seen the movie once and I fell asleep through part of it. But, oh, but you like that song. Okay. The song is really good yeah. because it's like after a really difficult thing that the protagonist has gone through. Mm. And she basically is just like, you know, I can't look too far ahead. That's too much for me to right. take. But break it down. I'm actually quoting now. But break it down <laughs> to this next step, this next choice. Yeah. This 
next something uh-huh. like that's one that I can make. Yes. What can you do right now? I actually have a post-it note in my kitchen, in my tiny kitchen, in my studio apartment that says, what can you do right now? Um, and it just brings me back to the present and the, and the mm. present moment. But you were kind of starting to touch on the idea of the, of me? M- yes. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, you were starting to touch on mindset and how, oh, yeah. um, that, if we can, if we can convince people that they're powerful, that they're built in, that their success is built into them, that they're built with all of the things that they need to succeed, that the, it would change the trajectory of the country. And that's something I'm starting to believe as well as like the best thing that we can do for under undervalued, underprivileged groups is to educate them on the innate value and brilliance of what they are like the brain is plastic all of the things that you can do with your mind if if we told them that if we've convinced people of that literally tyranny totalitarianism all of that could not exist because we we were talking about it briefly before but i firmly believe that if that if people knew how capable they were no group because both left and right totalitarianism does this could convince you that you need us that's yeah. that's what I think. I yeah. I really Absolutely. I really think this. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's important. I think it's really important for people to realize that just because your parents did something a certain way because their parents did something a certain way because mm-hmm. their parents mm-hmm. did something a certain way mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to do it that way. No. That Amen. Like some exes. <laughs> like like so Yes. <laughs> so I, I just, I have to just say this just so I don't piss off, you know, the liberal white people out there. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I am, I'm Mexican. I am a minority. Like I have, oh, right. I have Speak some, your truth. I, no. I, I, Is I, this it, where we break it down? Should I start breaking down my, no. We ahead. will in a second. We uh, will in a sec, yeah. But, but you know, cause I, I don't, cause a lot of times people like, I'll say something about race relations and like, oh, you're white. I'm like. Dude, just because my mm-hmm. Facebook name is Ruben J, you, you don't know what, what it says on my birth certificate. You don't know what I was born. Like my mm-hmm. my His birth- middle name is Jalapeno. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I know it's not. No, I know it's not. I got that. I got that. Um, but you know, like like I was born, my my original name You were born. I was born. <laughs> my birth name was Martin. Martin. Okay. Okay. My mom. To the, till the day she died, didn't call me Ruben. Oh. She called me Ruben. Ruben. You know, like my aunts and uncles literally crossed the border from mm-hmm. Mexico. My my dad, mm-hmm. you know, came to Mex came to America, <laughs> came from Mexico <laughs> in his thirties. Right. You know, yeah. my mom was a fir- was I guess a first generation. First generation. Yeah. 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 You know, so like. I and and just because I grew up in Orange County, California, and went to you know a decent high school and mm-hmm. sound white doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm white. Okay, so the reason why I'm saying that is because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are saying that it's the government's job mm-hmm. to fill in the holes left by single single motherhood mm-hmm. by poverty, which they by, created, which they we, yes. single motherhood. Yes, you know, and it's like. Let me give you some more food stamps. Let me give you some more welfare. Right. Let me pay your rent. Mm-hmm. Let me give you another stimulus check. Let me give you this. Let me mm-hmm. give you an extra. You know, it's like, at what point do you wake up and realize, you know what? If I apply myself and mm-hmm. get an education and go and, or even not even get an education, but, but yeah, less and less, that's becoming less and less necessary. What, and what I mean by that too, is like, learn the fundamentals of what you need, whether right. that's, that's basic Good point. Basic communication. Yeah. Basic fundamentals math. of business. <laughs> <The> fundamental. <laughs> um, you know, 
and, and, and turn, you know, what you're good at into business. And that will literally change Mm -hmm. your family's future. Like it only takes one, one generation to get up, you know, pull themselves up by the bootstraps as as the, the, the cliche is. And start that business. Mm-hmm. Get that mm-hmm. degree if that's what you what you think is going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, get that job, take that risk, yeah, and then obviously start that family, be that family unit, and create sure. the generational change. Uh-huh. And then one day you're going to wake up and be like, "I am so glad that I decided to." Just to take an example, you know, out of out of my family, I'm so glad I decided to start that daycare. Right. You know, like I was able to provide for my family for 20 years doing this daycare Mm -hmm, thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I I appreciate, I appreciate all that. I think to your previous point about how you feel like you have to say, you know, that you're Mexican. I personally think- It's more of a reminder for myself. No, no. I mean, (laughs) I I have done that too for years where I'm like, by the way, I'm black or, you know, whatever. Um, But I'm sorry. You're black? What? I didn't <laughs> impossible. No, but um but I I realized now that the only way to deal with that kind of I'm sorry, big, bigotry, you know, of saying like you can't say this unless you're, you know, a certain race, that is bigotry. Um the only way to to combat that is say it doesn't matter. Like and just push harder and be like, "So what if I'm white?" You know, even though I'm not. I I wish that I could get my white friends to do this. You know what I mean to just say, "So?" I can still have an opinion on this, you yeah, know, absolutely. facts and concepts and theories, but it's, but it's, it's, same racist. For everyone. it's racist to look at a, at a, at a minority and say, mm-hmm. listen, you can't live off the government. Well, I mean, obviously you wouldn't say it because too. well, yeah, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I, I would, I would <laughs> listen, anybody who, who wants, like, I'll give you my phone number. Call me. I'll sure. have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid to say it. I think, the you issue- know, because at the end of the day, it isn't like, if you're dependent on the government yes. to fill in the holes in your yes. life, you are fundamentally wrong. Hmm. Like it's not the government's job. First of all, it's not the government's job to fill in the holes. That's community and church and right. and family and friends. Like mm-hmm. that's your first stop. And if you don't have that, then that's when the government should kick in first and right. foremost. But second of all, if you are okay, just living off what the government is willing to give you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't want more than that, like if you want government cheese the yeah. rest of your life, cheese, cheddar cheese. Like, come on. Yeah. No, no, no. I and I totally agree with you. I I think that well, pers- I think that the the whole process has been rather rather sad to see how the government, and especially in the black community, caused the fatherlessness and now is solving the problem that it caused. Mm. And so I agree with you on that. But I I don't know if the way to come at it is to say stop. I think that's where the the mindset shift comes in, where it's like we have to convince people that they can live without the government before they will start voting for f- for more freedom. Do you know what I mean? Because until people feel like they can create a better world, they'll seek the type of government that protects them and gives them the most. And so we have a we have a deficit of 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 mental fortitude above all else mm. in the black community, in my opinion. And, and that's, you know, the, the victimhood and, and all of that saying, and essentially we, we've talked, we talked about this last time, the whole concept of reparations and how, you know, you know, white liberals are, are such a big fan of telling black people, you need our money. It's just really offensive. It's like, no, how about you empower me to make it myself? They're like, what? That's racist. It's like, wait, who's the racist here? You saying I need you to rescue me or me asking you to tell me how you did it? I don't know. 
<laughs> Sorry. Let, wow. <laughs> I, I, am, I am shook, but let's get to signature question number three. I want to come back to that though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, let's do, let's do question number three. <laughs> All righty. I feel like we already know the answer to this, but we'll. Uh... Well, we have met. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Signature question number three mm. is, can you have more than one best friend? Oh, Outside that's right. <laughs> of significant others and family. No, I, I said no last time and Did I she? say no now. I did. I said no because language um, best. Oh the yes, word, that's right. The word best means, You're right. yeah. means best. She did say no. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm <laughs> she's like, she's no. fact checking you. How, how dare you fact check me? That's racist. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> I've changed. My body. <laughs> In two <Sorry>. weeks. <laughs> In two weeks. In thirty minutes. Anyways, sorry. So no, I don't think you can have more than one best friend. Awesome. Well, I, I agree with you 110 percent on that one. Uh, we are we are running up against. That's the incorrect wall. as well. 110%. That is incorrect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so obnoxious. Continue, Ruben. My name is Ruben J. <laughs> and we. Are you speaking your truth? I am. No, I don't know. I don't speak my truth. I just speak the truth. There ain't no such thing as my truth. Don't know why I turned into the preacher, man. I don't know either. <laughs> now you just need to slap the desk. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Ain't um, no such thing as my truth. I like that little ring you that's happening speaking, after that. You should be speaking in the DNC. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> did you see that preacher who was who was saying like basically if you if you if you don't vote for Biden and Harris, America, you, you are you going are to hell. Going to hell. <laughs> and it was like, um, okay, we have reached peak madness. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, and of course, of course, that's that's like literally going right after the core conservative right there because uh, you know uh -huh. most of them don't want to go to hell. But right, uh, let's let's talk about real quickly, uh, <clears throat> you know, because I I feel like with reparations. Hmm. There's this, 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 like you said, there's this, first of all, bigotry of low expectations in a sense where like black people need white people to solve their problems. Yeah. But second of all, it's also like, I, you know, if I were white, mm -hmm. how many generations would we have to go back mm. before we found a generation that actually owned slaves? Yeah, really far. Like, yeah, hundreds of yeah. years, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and And then on top of that too, you know, there are a lot of, I mean, almost every black person alive today was never owned, well, in America, I should say, because there, there's still slavery going on yes, in other, other, other parts of the world. I'm not discrediting mm -hmm, that, so mm -hmm. just FYI. Yeah. In America, there's there's not a black person in America today mm -hmm. uh, that was owned that was owned by, by, by slave owners. Right. I mean, there are those who went through segregation. Yeah. And those people, of all people, should be the most you yeah. know vocal right now. But in fact, they're saying, y'all need to calm down. They're, they're basically this saying, is, well, this is what we marched this for. This is not what we marched for. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, and it's, and it's kind of funny that, that this, this thing is going to come full circle now because mm -hmm. there are movements for black, for black only zones, Moth. you know? Oh, like, there, there's a, there's a fully segregated black dorm. I can't remember which, which school it's there's at. There's a college just for black people. Yes, that, that that one's an old one though. That's yeah. been around for a really long time. But the one that worries me is when I mean, I mean, ostensibly you could you could say that the black college is is a concern. You could make that argument. But the one that really scares me is that black students that are on campus with white students who want to you know be around them and be their friend. They've said no. We want to be in our own dorms. We don't want any white students. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's they are choosing well, it, it, to be segregated. 
Yeah, I, I kind of like, I'm kind of waiting for... The other shoe to drop? I, I, well, kind of, but I'm kind of waiting for the day that, that somebody comes up and says, you know what? The back of the bus is just for black people. Like, no white people allowed in the back of the bus. And that's what they... like. like At this like, point... And, and I feel like it's going to be a, like... Ironically, I feel like it's probably gonna be like a white liberal person to mm. say to say like like the blacks should have their own spot on the bus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just kind of like everyone's gonna sit there and be like. Sometimes I feel like it's a huge joke, like they're trying to take us take us back to that because some of the some of the things that they they've said it's like, well, you should if you're black you should only support black businesses and and if you're white you should you should only play white characters like the, the they're just they're trying to just completely separate all of the all of the ethnicities and it's like do you realize how racist you sound now see i agree with the idea of the black community supporting the black community sure like, but like, only but not I, only well i just agree with supporting businesses whose owners you believe in yeah i yeah. mean if that's a it's a, if that's a black owned business if that's a small business right. if that's an indian owned business mm-hmm. or a australian owned like there's so many different if it's something if it's somebody that you believe in yeah and somebody you want to support, wanna support yeah buy from there instead of amazon like it's that easy oh yeah absolutely you need to do that maybe more. more expensive but at but the end of the day certainly but worth it you but know where your money it. is going yeah. Yeah. yeah you believe in where your money is going yeah vote yeah. with your money yeah no that's a great to, point to a certain degree yeah but you know but i also believe like there's a lot of times where uh, you know, I've heard, I've, and maybe someone somewhere can correct me, but I feel like the the amount of like money going back in the black community is not is not there. When you, you know? say you know private, uh, you know private, yeah, like, like not just donations, like, um, spendage, yeah, just like oh, locally, okay. like like I feel right. like I, I've the Mexican community is really good about shopping in their community, right? You know, like, like they will buy something from their neighbor before they mm-hmm. go to the store and buy it. You know, like mm-hmm. they will buy food That's from their neighbor or their family before they go and, and buy it from the store or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times, the, at least from what I've read, is that that's not there with the black community. Interesting. And the, I didn't you know, know and that. I, and I know that there's a lot of, and maybe I'm misquoting. There's there's one guy in particular who, was, who I was talking to a while back, a couple of years ago, where he's like, dude, like if you, like you should be supporting your community no matter what it is. Like whether it's a mixed race community or whatever, mm-hmm. like if there's a- Go to your cafe, go to- Exactly. Yeah, like don't go to Starbucks, sure. yeah. says the guy who has yeah. a gold card to Starbucks. <laughs> go to the mom and pop shop down the street. Oh, I love mom and pop cafes. Oh, yes. So yes. And you, so you get to know them. And then in my case, I walked in one day and they were like, we have your song. And they like played my Aww. music. And I was just like, you guys are the best. See, that happened to me once. And then I woke up. <laughs> well, it was a tiny place. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying it was nice because I knew the owner because I'd yeah. been going there, and you yeah. don't get that at Starbucks at all. I disagree. Really? Yeah, no. I, the Starbucks. I miss the people that that work at the Starbucks. Oh, my house okay. Because I haven't seen them in so long because of everything that's going on. Oh, but right. like literally, I'd walk in and they'd be like, "Hey, Ruben, what's up? How's the job? How's this?" Right, How's that? right, like, right. Yeah. You know, like you you really do create a community. But yeah. but again, if there was a, a mom and pop shop in in my city that I believed in, mm-hmm, like, I would mm-hmm. be spending my money there. Uh, but also they have so to. So you believe in what Starbucks believes? No, I don't. But, <laughs> but they, give, they, give me, they give me free Wi-Fi and they don't tell me to leave. I know. So. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Uh, so it's all good. But you know, let, let's let's. I, no, uh, there was something. If you wait, what were you going to say? No, no, I was going to say we're running out of time, and I want to have you back. Oh, okay, but, but yeah. Then we talking. can just. No, I was just going to say really, really quickly um, about the the whole concept of reparations. That if that it's no longer about helping black people, because if it was about helping black people, they would look at the science that is very clear on giving people things, and it damages your own ability to do things. The science is very clear. I don't know if you've heard of Jonathan Hade. Um, Hate 
it sounds like hate, which is really unfortunate, but it's spelled H-A-I-D-T. He's a liberal, like he's a professed liberal, but he's saying that the the kids who are coming out of the university system who are actually prepared for real life are not minorities and they're not women. They're heteronormative white males because they don't get any extra treat. They don't get any special mm. treatment. And so they're coming out ready to go. And ironically, all of these policies and all of these, the special treatment that, that minorities get is damaging their long-term future. Wow. So if sense. they want to help, if they want to help people, they you know, help black people, they won't make excuses for us. Wow. Well, you know, how many stories have you heard? And this is probably going to come off as extremely racist and, and to a certain degree, but how many stories have you heard of, of people who, uh, particularly in the black community, mm-hmm. open up a hair salon or a barber mm-hmm. shop mm-hmm. and like change their life yeah. because they got to work. They didn't yeah. take a handout. Right. Like they went That's and they, cool. they, they got to work. Yeah. Denzel Washington's story is really great. And I'm it ne- does have to do with a barbershop. Actually. I, have to, I have to look into that because I don't, I don't know his story. Yeah. Um, really interesting. But, but I, I think, I think we as, as an American people need to, to stop looking down on people mm-hmm. who are in need and yeah. just give them a handout. Right. And like, there's a lot more to say about mentorship. Mm. Yes. Like, mentorship. So I had a guy who just real quick, Somebody yeah. who I, I kind of came to him and was like, hey, I have this idea and I need this much money and I know you have money. Are you willing to, to like help Invest. out with this? Venture you know? capital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And he looked at me. He's like, okay, cool. What's your business plan? Yeah. Like, like, this, I like that. Like he's like, because if you don't have a business plan, I'm not going to write you a check. 100%. So yeah. I went and I put together a business plan. He's like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, he's like, are you going to be an LLC? Are you going to be, you know, incorporated? Are you going to be an escort? Great stuff. And I was like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. He's like, you need LLC. to go find out. He's like, because what you're, what you're, you know, he's yeah. like, basically, it was, a, you know, a concert idea. And he's like, because yeah. if somebody gets hurt at, at your, you know, at this event. event, I'm personally liable for this. Yeah. But if, you know, and he's like, explain to me, like, the difference between each, each corporation style and like, mm-hmm. f- like force me to go through all of this. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he's like, listen. I'm still not going to write you a check because I think this is a terrible idea, but I want, <laughs> like, he's like, I wanted you to learn yeah. how you put together an actual proposal. A proposal. That's and so actually, great. Like how you approach somebody, like you don't just go to somebody who you know who has money and like, mm-hmm. Hey, give me money. Yeah. Like you have to go and say, Hey, here's what your return on investment might be. Here's what this is. Here's what this yeah, is. Here's like what I've that. done so far to get here. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times in minority culture, it's just like here, just here's a handout. Here's, yeah. here's, Ugh. here's, you know, instead of saying, so here's, here's how you make a sandwich, it's like, here's a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Well, you it's know? that whole teach a man to fish concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just more elegant. I because don't, I don't want to learn how to fish. Right. I don't either. Particularly. It takes forever. It's You're just sitting there. I don't have the patience. <laughs> and then you have to kill a fish. And I'm more interested in just buying it from the grocery store. I think... <laughs> And that's your white privilege. <laughs> Bottom line, I think you don't need a participation trophy and you don't need a handout. Right. I think that's right. all we're saying. Thank you. Same for the people in the back. <laughs> there are three of us in here. <laughs> no, there's somebody She's behind you. All so. the way. Oh, don't what? scare me, Ruben. Yikes. All right, Steve, come on out. That. I've been funny. listening to a book on tape about. A all right, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Commercials. We gotta go. I'm sorry. Did we do signature question number three? Yes. All right, yeah. cool. Commercials. Play now. Go. Bye. I really feel like he doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like the last line. It is. I really feel like he doesn't like me.
that was our conversation with with Ashley Nicole Tisdale. Right? Who's who's Ashley Nicole Tisdale? No, Ashley Tisdale. Who's Ashley Tisdale? I love her, I love her almost as much as I love Ashley Emerson. That was our conversation with Ashley Nicole Emerson, and hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully you learned something. Uh, hopefully this dialogue that we began here on this show can continue uh, into the future. It's, it's an important conversation to have with uh, with with two minorities and Moxie. Uh, <laughs> she feels awkward now. Um, I feel like that's that's a cool band name. Two minorities and Moxie. Two minorities and Moxie. You you like band names with your name in it, don't you? Yeah. Great. Cool. Like Moxie and the Minorities. Moxie and the Minorities. No. No. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Hey, you know, real quick. Minorities. My minority. Menorah. Real quick, before we uh, before we go anywhere, uh, I want to tell people real quick about a show that I'm watching on Netflix, and I, I really recommend it. Uh, it's called Community, and I think I may have mentioned this before on the podcast in the past. It's a show that I accidentally started watching, and I love it. I I very much prefer actual Community, which I somewhat miss. That's because you live Even in LA County. If if yeah. you if you live in Orange County, you could you could go to have you can go have Denny's at a restaurant. <sighs> you can go have Denny's at a restaurant. Yeah, is she pathetic like me? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. Also, uh, the best news of twenty twenty is that Alter Bridge is releasing an EP. That is not the best news of 2020. It's it's up there, but it's not the best. Then what is the best? What is the best? Huh? 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 Bradley Biggs. That was 2019. That was barely 2019. Why are we talking like this? I don't know. Uh, Alter Bridge has a new uh, Alter Bridge has a new EP out. It's called Walk the Sky 2.0. Comes with some. Uh, it's coming out in November. Uh, I did something that I probably will regret one day. And uh, oh, you know what else happened to me? Just FYI, you know, a couple weeks ago when I sent you the screenshot of like two hundred dollars worth of Alter Bridge merch that I bought. Uh huh. Yeah, that's finally shipped. It should be here in like two days. Oh my gosh. Well, no, but not, you just ordered more. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole new run. It's a whole different run. Oh my gosh, dude! The, the the first run was it's merchandise that they put together so they can pay their crew and their their their, you know their their crew and people. You have issues. You have them too. How many Alter Bridge shirts do you have? I'll have like nine. Yeah, that's think- too many shirts. How is that too many shirts? Because it just is. Coming from the woman who literally has like 974 
shirt type clothing pieces. You're so weird. Well, girls call it something different. Blouses? Blouses. Bandos? And what? Vests? What? Sweaters? What? Hoodies? What? Cardigans? All right. It's a good day for a cardigan. Sitting in your cardigan. All right. This is going way, way not where I wanted it to go. So, uh, hey, head over and download uh, Ashley's new album. The link will be in down in the description down below. Uh, hit up our Amazon link and help the show out. Uh, my name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out of time. Are out of time. Out of time. Of time. 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 I was so stupid. What that is... was the dumbest thing I've done all day. No. Is she pathetic like me? Is probably going to be the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life. Actually, leaving a $25 Visa gift card in a shopping cart is probably the dumbest thing I've done in my whole life. All right, cool. Let's end the recording before we keep talking about stuff, stupid stuff we've done. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 